Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews, you up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to another episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I am Jordan Steinhoff. We're here to give voice to your inner geek. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need to know what your inner geek is thinking. though. Oh, I try to avoid my inner geek's thought processes. <laughs> yeah. If the two of us combined, we'd get me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> Shout outs, of course, are... Wonderful Patreon shout outs. Oh, not literal. No, not literal. Okay. Uh, that all got handled before we hit record. <laughs> but our Patreon shout outs. So All Us Geeks is on Patreon. If you want to support us, that would be awesome. And who's on the list this and week? On the list this week for people that <laughs> have sponsored us and pledged at a shout out level would be Nicole, Nate, Stephanie. I heard from Stephanie in a while. She has been silent. Yeah. Timothy, David, my design partner. I'm co-designing with oh, David right now. John and Don. Is that a conflict Don. of interest there? I don't know if it's a conflict of interest because, you know, I think it would be a conflict of interest if we reviewed said game <laughs> when we were done with it, don't you think? Could be. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys very much. Sucked. Back to Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Sucked, but... I'm not allowed to say that because he's staring at me right now. <laughs> <sighs> a lot of people are going to be approached Michigan this weekend. I unfortunately could not go. Be a little sad about that. I think Nicole's going to be there. That's what made me think of it. Mm-hmm. Nicole's in our list. Generally speaking, though, um, the only thing I want to bring up one more time, and probably not just one more time, I'm sure we'll bring it up more, <laughs> but I am still uh, excited for the Shadowrun stuff. Um, I uh, I wanted to kind of hold out till Gen Con because yep. then I could just get everything at once. Mm-hmm. But with the st- with the the dossiers that they're coming out with mm-hmm. the NPC dossiers, I'm like, okay, I want the starter box and the dossiers. Yeah, and but then I'm like, okay, so then I can order Outer Rim too, and then it's <laughs> like, well, then I might as well just pre-order everything and skip Gen Con. So <laughs> see, I did pre-order. That's the, so now what I need to go back because I have two quote-unquote, pre-orders from hell out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to go find out which one is in which and which, and, and if the the one that I have the beginner box in mm-hmm. is closer to fulfilling or not. Uh, but well, yeah. the beginner box is until next week, right? I think it's out now. Well, maybe it's just the dossiers that are in. The dossiers might be next week, but I think the beginner box was out this week or something. That's what made me think of it because mm-hmm. Catalyst was posting about it, about getting it now or whatever. So. Okay. And then pre that, they put out another article about magic, 
the magic system. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's um, what I want to see more. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that uh, quite a bit more, too, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. And at some point, we'll have to figure out how we want to run something. Maybe we even do something for our Patreon. Maybe we do a virtual game handout, some NPCs or something, a one-shot. Well, I was thinking think maybe um, if we get maybe Nate and Ashley and Charlie. Yeah, um, we could definitely do that. And they're down for it. Um, record yeah. it and put it up as a little bonus content for the Patreon. Oh, yeah. Family. We could do that, too. Just throw it up dirty. Not a lot of editing, you know. Yep. JT has just sent his next uh, next part in the gift war. I'm not oh. going to look at it, though. I'll wait till later because I'll have to formulate my next plan. <laughs> That's all I had for general, though, if you have anything. Uh, no, you, I'll always talk about Shadowrun in general, though. Oh, yeah. You just keep Same bringing way. it up. All right. So then let's go to game review. This time we are going to be looking at One Deck Dungeon from Asmadi. Or As, Asmadi, yeah. That's how I pronounce it. Yeah, Asmadi Games. Not Asmodee. Not Asmodee. Asmadi. Different spelling. And the designer is Chris Cheslick, I believe is how you say it. But if I butchered that, I apologize. But as a running disclaimer on All Us Geeks, we suck at names. <laughs> we apologize. Un- unless it's the waspiest of <laughs> just white Anglo-Saxon John Smiths. Just- I, could, I could screw that up, too. Smythe? No, no. <laughs> I, I could totally screw it. That's There's a reason why I ask all of my VO clients for pronunciations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you leave it to me, I'm doing a revision. I know it. Okay, so One Deck Dungeon is a a little, it's a one or two player game uh, out of a single box. If you get a second copy, you play to four. So it goes one, two, four. (laughs) There's no three. Uh, At least they don't say anything in the rules about a three player kind of deal. One to four. (laughs) One, two, four. Exactly. One to four. (laughs) No, one, two, four. That's what we're both saying. You're adding uh, a strange pause there, but <laughs> so in a single box box, which this is I don't know. I mean, uh we looked at it online, it's under twenty bucks mm-hmm. for the box. Uh at least what we saw. I don't know what it's going for, like in store retail, but when we looked online to talk <laughs> about it, it was under twenty bucks. So uh again, it's a you can play solo, you can play with two players, and we're gonna look at the base game. There is an expansion out. We did at least look at and talk about some of the characters from the expansion. But when we were playing for review, we played the base game. Uh, I'll also say that this is an app. They have an app version. I love the app version. That's actually what got me to buy the base game. Uh, So if you're looking for uh, more games to play that are kind of quick and and, uh, easy to get into, I would definitely say get the uh, app version as well. There's a riot going on upstairs. <laughs> so one deck dungeon, what are you doing? Well, as it kind of suggests, you get a deck of cards, which is your dungeon. You're running through dungeon. You get different uh, boss fights that you can pick and they have different difficulties. So for us, we played, went ahead and played the big, what they kind of consider like the base boss fight or the easiest one. There's like three levels that you can do, but the uh, dragon is considered like the one to start with. So it's a one star or circle or whatever they use for indication, but it goes, you know, one, two or three circles, depending on the difficulty of 
that particular boss fight. All the bosses use the same deck, um, and that deck is made up of perils and monsters for you to encounter. And perils are things like traps and you know force wall and avalanche, and and you've got to figure out ways to get around them given the options that you're given. So. As a player or players, if you're playing solo, you can either go in with one uh, character or two characters. So you'll pick, you know, they got the different characters, which, you know, like your mages, your warriors, that kind of stuff. And they all have different abilities. And most of the abilities are around potential dice mitigation for the most part, because this is a, a very heavy dice mitigation game. So you'll, you know, if you play, if you play uh, one character solo there's one side to the character where that's kind of beefed up so you'll get more dice basically to start with uh or if you're playing with two characters or two people are playing with a single character but basically you're taking two characters in the dungeon you can flip it over there's a there's a a, a lesser you'll you'll get less dice but then between the two characters hopefully you make up you know you get more dice and and s- some extra mitigation so it kind of balances itself that way like i said your deck is made up of encounters and perils that you're going to face it's also your timer so you have to get through three floors uh, of the dungeon and each floor is going through the entire deck one time uh so you get through three floors of the dungeon and then you on the fourth floor basically you meet the boss and you do the boss fight so it's surviving uh surviving not only surviving that long but also picking up extra uh abilities and and basically building out your character to prepare for the boss fight by the fourth floor and while you're doing that like i said on the floor er anything that costs you time so every time you right before a turn starts you peel off some cards into your discard pile for time uh if you don't meet certain requirements from a peril or an encounter you might have to peel off some cards for time uh some special abilities uh some uh some of the like monsters say hey if you use your special ability use time uh so there's a you go through the deck fairly fast um and again every time you get through the deck you go down to the next level until you get to the fourth one yeah because that's like a 50 60 card deck right yeah, it's 43, 44, 43, something like that. Seemed bigger. But when you were first describing the game to you, I was like, it'd be <laughs> a bit of a grind. But then, like, everything takes a card. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you, you go through the cards pretty quick. Yep. The other thing, too, is, like, as you're playing, so just for a, a quick example, like, okay, so we encounter a monster. We try to deal with it. Hopefully, you're successful. <laughs> Uh, but even it, it, so there's different spots that you have to cover with dice and the different spots also will do different things if they aren't covered. So you might lose some health. If you don't cover one, you might lose time. If you don't cover one, you might lose health and time if you don't cover one. So we got, let's say we got this, we've got this monster. We've done everything we can do to it. By the time it's done, we have to lose a health and two time. So discard two cards. Somebody picks a health to lose. Uh, you always do it evenly, uh, but the players get to choose extra. So if, you know, uh, if you're only losing one health, the players choose who takes that. If it's two health, each one is going to take one. But uh, win or lose, there really isn't much of a loss other than 
dying. Well, it's flawless <laughs> victory or, right, or right. just survival. So win, win or lose the encounter that you're doing. Um, so completely covering it or having to take some damage in time. When that is said and done, there are three different things typically you can do with that card. Um, so you get a reward regardless. Mm-hmm. So you can either add a skill, uh, which is going to be on the bottom of the card, which is typically more dice mitigation. You can add an item, which is act- um, more dice usually, or you can just turn it in for XP. So depending on what you do, I mean, if you turn it in. And what is XP, Jeff, for our novice listeners? Experience points. Because you can level up in this. I mean, yes. so you are trying to level up. So you're trying to get more skills, more items, and level up, but you can only do one of those things with each card you encounter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you always want to do all three. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about that later, too. But so, but but to my point is, you're also pulling out cards. You you increase you increase what you can do, but you're also making the next level shorter. Yes. So it's kind of an interesting balance mechanic there as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so like I said, you go through uh, all these wonderful things. You you hopefully get to the fourth level to, for the boss. The boss is going to have a certain amount of health, and it's uh, pretty typical of what you do in most encounters, uh, except for you can't use your heroic feats, which we can talk about in a little bit, and they have a, a, a health. So you're going to go multiple rounds before you can kill a boss. Um, so Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, as long as you do damage mitigation towards yourself and go multiple rounds. So in this game, uh, since we usually start with components, let's go ahead and talk about the components for one deck dungeon. So you get uh, five hero cards. Again, this is the the base game. You get five hero cards that you can choose from. There's 30 dice. Uh, There's eight pink, which is your agility dice. There's eight yellow, which is your strength dice. There's eight blue, which is your magic dice. And then there's six black dice, which is your heroic dice, which kind of act kind of act as wilds. Then there's one turn reference card, which you know some people say it's a it's an oversized card, and it sits between the two players, so there really isn't that much of a need for two of them. You know, if you're playing, you know, and if you have two, if you have two decks and you're playing four players, you'll have two of them. Then you've bought two versions of it. Uh, there's a campaign sheet pad. So this has a one shot, just play it and be done with it. Or it has a progression system where you can campaign it and try to build up your characters. And so there's a, like a score pad kind of thing, uh, that's included where you can mark off like the experience points that you get along the way and what you've spent them on and, and, uh, extra abilities you might be getting that kind of stuff. And then there's a total of 50 cards. So it's, uh, 44 encounter cards. Uh, there's the uh, four level cards because uh, again you can level up in this game. So as you level up, you also get extra things. Usually it's like extra potions and and extra heroic dice as you level up. Oh, and also the ability to have more skill and item cards because when you yep. first start off, you can only it's have one, one of each. Yep. And then there's the five dungeon boss cards, and then there's uh, two basic skill cards because those those go to the progression level. So one of the things on the progression level you can give yourself is an extra basic ability, basic skill. Uh, so they have two of those so that, you know, you're taking two players in, you pick which skill you're taking with you. Uh, and then the stairs card, uh, which is at the bottom of the deck. That's how you know you've run through the deck and it's time to go to the next level. I mean, obviously, when you get to the end of the deck, you know that. 
but there is some <laughs> mechanics around that card showing up. And if you have to spend more time, you might take damage if you don't descend right away. Yeah. Um, so that's why the stair card is there. And it explains on the stair card what, what that is. Uh, and then there's uh, 15 red damage tokens, which are cubes, regular wooden cubes. And six white potion tokens, which again are white cubes. No, I thought the damage was hearts. Uh, nope, they're cubes. Cube. Oh no, they are hearts. You're right. My bad. Yeah, man. Come on. All right. They're cute. They're hearts. And the potion tokens are cubes. You're right. Sorry. Carrying this game here. <laughs> uh, the dice too. We'll mention real quick. We'll go back to the dice. They are like mini dice. They're not like your full size chunky dice. They're they're smaller dice. And it helps to make this the compact game that it really is. This mm-hmm. is all this this isn't this isn't quite a pocket game, but it's definitely a backpack game. Easily uh, a side pocket backpack game kind of thing. Cargo pant pocket game. Yeah, car, car, There you go. So that's pretty much everything that comes in. Oh, and of course the rule book. Uh, yes, can't forget the rule book, which is interesting. They must have come out with this about the same time. Yeah, yeah you were mentioning those uh, because the rule book in both. This and the expansion, uh, they're, they're the same rule book. So basically in the rule book, they have sections where they're like, hey, if you see this section, this is what's added in the expansion. Uh, so they must have been either right on its heels and knew it was coming out or whatever. So they just decided to put it all in a singular rule book and you can get to know it. But they did highlight, here's what you get in the expansion. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Rule book uh, is a pretty hefty rule book for what this is mm-hmm. uh but that's good because there's, there's kind of a lot to lot kind of going on and to remember as you kind of go along uh so yeah we're looking about um and we didn't and we didn't we're looking about what is there, oh, 32 pages cover to cover decent rule book very well done and i think it does a good job but we'll get to that in a second so overall you know we played it a few times what did you think of the components the components are pretty solid the dice are you know just standard small game dice the cards are nice they seem fairly good quality like you're not gonna accidentally fold anything in a shuffle they're not harry potter cards and uh <laughs> it's always that's the measure that's the bar uh the lowest bar ever <laughs> and the, the 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 character cards are pretty good the it's got a nice dash of art and the design is well done you got a nice dash of art and then it gives you all the information around the art, you know, your dice, your special powers, all that stuff. I think the components are pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and the cubes, which are cubes, and then the hearts, which are not cubes. Those are also well done. <laughs> yes, they're wood. Yeah, they're they're well done. Jerk face. No, I agree. I mean, you know, it, they went with the the translucent dice, which is kind of kind of nice, kind of cool. You know, they're they're smaller, but I think it for this game it works. I. I'm fine with not having big chunky dice, and, and I appreciate the size of the box that it ended up being. Well, I can see there being a potential for a big handful of dice if you're yeah. more successful than we were. <laughs> and then, like I said, yeah, there's. I mean, the the character cards are, are uh, decent. They got a little bit of art on them. I do appreciate the amount of people that are probably out there upset that all of the characters are female. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. They're all all female characters, which I find I think is cool. Yeah, that's good cool. on them. I didn't notice it. So that's cool, and the the artwork is it's not uh, it's not high fantasy over the top artwork, but it works for what you're playing. Um, you look at your picture, and you know what you're playing. Yeah, you know what you're playing. Apparently, the, you don't know your gender, but you know what you're playing. <laughs> uh, 
the, the honestly i didn't spend a lot of time looking at the art you know yeah each card i looked at it was like that's very nice it's pleasing it's appealing art yeah. but mostly i was just trying to pay attention to my dice. uh there there's a lot of information on the encounters mm. like i said there there are like three uses for it once you're done with it plus what you need to cover with your dice if you get done with it because you don't necessarily have to face each encounter right yeah you, we can flee too yeah so I guess kind of what I was kind of getting, I mean, there's so much inf- information on, on the encounter cards that the artwork is pretty small, but mm-hmm. it's still, again, same with like the, the characters stuff. It's, it's good artwork. Uh, you know what you're encountering. There was nothing here that detracted me. No, even though those are, well, not busy, but even there's a lot full, going on. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on, but it, not in a bad way. No. Uh, everything it's, is it's still a, legible. It's a great, I think the cause there are games I'm designing where I want to do this kind of same thing where it's like where you put the card mm-hmm. is a different ability. And I think they did it. I think they did it even better than what I was thinking about doing, to be honest. So I think what they've done with it is really nice and and how you use each card and, and kind of how you tell what you've used on each card by where you put it and what, what's kind of sticking out left of the card and that kind of stuff. I think they've done a, a great job with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, overall we are very pleased with the, uh, components for one deck dungeon and again this fits in a very very small box which is nice too i mean it's <laughs> it's a quick easy fast travel kind of game what is it a four by six probably what's a jumbo card about four by six right so a little bit maybe a little bit more than that yeah just because it has the the characters are jumbo cards everything else is like the other the deck the dungeon deck is regular poker cards mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh the the jumbo cards fit in it with a little bit of room to spare. So that's cool. The mechanics for one deck dungeon. Like I said, um, there's some, I'm not going to say push your luck. It's not really push. It's There's a little bit of push your luck in that if you go in and you're hoping to manipulate, you're hoping you're, you've got enough dice mitigation to, to take on something. But that isn't justified, I think, because you know going in before you go in, you kind of can see what you're going in with. And, and you, it's, get, it's, to, it's you less, get to choose whether yeah. you go in or not. So. You're making to an educated, <laughs> well, yeah, but you're making an educated guess. Well, right. not an educated guess. You're making an educated decision on mm-hmm. what your dice pool is yep. and whether and, you think you can do it. There's bad luck. Yeah, there's bad luck. So, push your luck. No, I wouldn't say push your luck, but it's, there's, so there's the randomness of the dice, mm-hmm. uh, which. Twos can go down <laughs> to ones. We discovered that. Yes, which can, can kill you greatly. But again, it's, it's more, this is a well done dice mitigation game. Like I've seen a lot of games try to do dice mitigation. And I think this does it almost better than most games I've seen try to do dice mitigation. I think a a lot of the stuff is, is either they just go with a straight up sliding level of Mm rerolls or it's kind of location or like if you're in this spot, you can reroll, but not if you're over here, you know, that, there's very basic, there's a lot of very basic dice mitigation models out here, but this is not just rerolls, though there is some of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much dice pool and then manipulation. And the manipulation is not always just reroll. It's if you have two of these, you can sack them to make one better, you know, or if you have, or, or you can trade in two dice for a wild, you know, of the mm-hmm. lower value. You know, there's, there's a lot of different, things it's not just straight up rerolls and some of it is some of it is situational like you you can only use it 
against uh, monsters, or you can only use it against traps or mm-hmm. only yellow dice, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not just rerolls. It's, it's, it's dice management. Right. Which is, like I said, I, I think what they've done here in the different ways that they've done it, especially as you kind of build up your character and get towards closer to the boss fight. I don't know if I've, if I personally have seen it done much better. I, I like the way, again, like you said, it's, it's not only re-rolls. It's like, oh, okay, well, I can re-roll. Uh, there is some of that, but there's also the, like, in encounters, uh, or I'm sorry, in, in well, I think they call it encounters, but against monsters, mm-hmm. you get to roll all your dice. So you're potentially rolling dice that the monster doesn't want or you can't put on the monster, but you, some of your abilities might let you, t- it's like, if you've got a three, if you pay three of that blue you can turn it into a yellow and a pink you know Mm -hmm. that kind of thing or you can turn it into whatever or you get to choose one that kind of stuff so all those different options and then like i said um leftover dice straight up you can turn two into a wild but again it's at the lower value yeah so if you trade in a six and a three you're getting a three you're getting a three wild yeah but yeah, yeah you lost a six along the way to do that but between all of those things, so you got your heroic feats, and then you've got your skills that you've started putting together, and then you've always got this, let me convert to heroic. It's a very, it's a, it's a crunchy thinky game after a while. There is, there is definitely, it's like you look at it and there's, there's pre-roll decisions. Like mm-hmm. some characters, you've got to decide as soon as you go in before you do anything else, are you going to try to pay for this bonus die mm-hmm. or so one of the bonus dice is free, but you need to know who's going to take it so you can roll it into your pool. Right. And then once you get in there, it's roll, roll, and then the math starts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, but not in a bad way. No, not, <laughs> not at all. Uh-huh. I guess it's, I guess we should point out that the reason you're rolling these dice, <laughs> we kind of talked about covering up spaces on the, on, on the monster cards, but it'll, it'll be like, you need a, you need a red three or, uh, or any color six. Or some of them might be you need dice totaling 12. Right. So that's why you're rolling these dice to try to get the numbers to meet the challenges on the cards. Yep. Here, I'll just uh, do a couple for examples here. Uh, all right. So we got the Phantom here who has a, a special ability that immediately we have to discard all of our ones and threes that are rolled. Yes. He sucks. He does. <laughs> he does. Uh, but then, so he's got uh, two armor spots which mean we have to cover those before we're allowed to do anything else. So he has an armor spot of a yellow four and a pink four. So we have to have a yellow and a pink four or a wild to cover those two spots before we're allowed to do anything else. And then he has a a pink five, which if not covered up, we lose two health. Uh, And again, that's split between us. So we would each lose one. Uh, So it's a, it's a total of the health. It's not per person. So, uh, but yeah, the pink five is two health. The pink six is a health and a card, uh, so a time. The yellow five is a health and a time. And then the yellow six is two health. So again, one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's six spots we have to cover with individual dice in this particular instance. Uh, And whatever doesn't get covered by the end, we take whatever isn't covered. So again, if the six, let's say the uh, pink six and the uh, yellow six are not covered, we're taking... Three health between the two of us. So we're each taking one and we have to decide who takes the last one and we're discarding a card off the deck. And then again, no matter what, 
cover it all or take some damage and, and cards, then we get to decide this particular guy is worth four XP for us leveling up, or he's one extra pink die and one extra health, or he's a skill where you can turn in three yellow dice. Doesn't matter what they are. You just turn in the dice uh, and you gain a yellow five, a pink five, and a blue five. And then you make one of those a six. So again, that's that the whole manipulation. So you're turning in three, whatever you rolled on three yellow dice, but now you're getting a, a, a five of each color and then you get to turn one of them into a six. And again, uh, you only get to do these once too. We should talk. It's like, so skills are one-time use per encounter. Yep. But again, that's what we're talking about. Like that interesting manipulation choices you kind of get. If like, I, th- you know, I, I rolled three yellow, but I can turn them into one of everything kind of thing. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and then I'll just do the ogre again here real quick for another one. So the ogre uh, doesn't have any special ability, like get rid of ones and threes and that kind of stuff. And he has no armor, so you can put anything. But he has a couple spots where you can use multiple dice. Uh, So if it's a rectangle, multiple dice, as many dice as you need can go in there to make it happen. If it's a single square, then it's one die that you have to make that happen. So he's got three rectangles, which are all yellow. So we need six, nine, and 12. Uh, So the ogre's no joke. Uh, and then he has uh, three pink squares, which are four, five, and six. So that's a lot of numbers you kind of need there to fully take him out. Uh, otherwise, what we uh, like the twelve is three health, the nine is two health, the six is one health, the pinks are uh, four is a card, five is a health and a card, six is a health and a card. So that's kind of what we're talking about. So you, you, we've got these, depending on the encounter, you've got different ways that you need to use your dice. Some of them are going to say, like, again, if they're armor, you have to do those first. Nothing else counts if you don't get those done. Uh, so if you can't get the armors done, you're taking a whole lot of health and card <laughs> damage and cards. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> potential for being one-shotted by some of those. If, yeah. you, if you get, like, a bad draw early and you don't haven't built up a dice pool yet. Right. So, and again, this is where another interesting choice that you have to you know i always talk about the good pain points and and we talked about it kind of early on it's like each of these cards is experience to level up yes please uh because we could use that extra black die and more skills and items potion yeah and the potions or extra dice yes please i'll take as many dice as i can you just read what i had to put on a damn ogre Uh, or a skill to help you manipulate the dice you do have. Yes, please. Let me get fives and turn one of them into a six because that would help me with the ogre. You know, so all three things are things you typically want, uh, but you can only pick one. And and some things. So, uh, so something to note here, and I think it's it's one of the cooler aspects of it. It's it's a one deck dungeon. Mm-hmm. So like when we do the legendary encounters. You know, you do scene one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and stuff stacks. Not necessarily in in sliding difficulty, but they're set. This is one deck. It's you put it down, you shuffle it. You might get all four kick-ass yeah. monsters right <laughs> off the bat, yeah. and you're in for a bad dungeon run. Or you might just see a bunch of weenies because you're burning the tough monsters. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, you're not getting better gear. You're not getting better skills. You're not getting the high XP monsters. So it, it's just one deck, like it says in the name. And the the randomness of how you draw the beat down is really <laughs> yeah. appealing. So I, I guess we should talk. So how do you, how the encounters work? So to start the game, you know, you've got the, the big bad and you've got the deck. 
and you don't instantly put cards out. You basically, at the start of every action, you spend two cards. So the deck is down. Now what? Well, we want to explore the dungeon. So you spend two cards to explore the dungeon, which just puts four face down cards in front of you. So now you've got four doors that you can open. Well, what do I want to do now? Well, first I got to spend two cards mm-hmm. and now I can explore or open a dungeon or a, a door. And so you flip it over, you see what it is and you go, okay, that's going to kill me. Yep. <laughs> so you go, let's flee. That's fine. You can flee. Now you've got three doors left to look at. Spend two cards, mm-hmm. <laughs> open another door, do whatever you're going to do there. Maybe you encounter that one. That one comes up. Now you got a hole. And an open door and two closed doors. You can spend two cards. <laughs> you can go look at another door. You can say, I want to fill in the blank spots. So you explore again and you'll put another card in. But again, it's everything you do. You do one thing, you spend two cards. So you're going through these cards pretty quick. And again, between that and what you do and what, what the monsters make you do or like. Because not you lose ticks about, not just from damage. Yeah. Some monsters say if you some some of the traps more so than the monsters but i think it's on both but i saw it more in traps there's an easier one it's all traps it's all perils it's all yeah. perils so you yeah it might be you know you need 6 purple or 14 blue or i should say or 14 yellow but the smaller number seems doable but that might cost you 3 ticks right yeah i just pulled one I, and it happened to be our, one of our favorites the flame statues oh Yes, I will walk away from a flame statue every day. So the the on the peril side, this isn't a monster, but a peril that you might face is the flame statues. So yeah, um, on perils, there's always two options, and they're two usually two different dice. Not always. Some of them are the same die, just a little bit easier. But they're two different things. So the first thing you can do for flame statues is try to disenchant it. So use blue magic. But in order to do that, to disenchant it, you have, you have to spend some time on it. So mm-hmm. you have to spend three cards to take on this option, which will cost you eight blue in a rectangle. So as many blue as you can you can put in there to equal eight. So not too bad if you got a, a decent amount of blue dice, but you have to spend three time to do that. This is on top of it, all the other things that we were talking about before, spending two just to flip this over to see what it is, that kind of stuff. Or we can dodge them. Dodge them doesn't cost us any time, but it takes the agility dice, pink dice, and it takes 14. So yeah, you have to make that up, those choices right away. The other thing to look at is if you try to disenchant it and you somehow don't succeed on your eight blue, you're going to spend three more time Mm -hmm. and two health. On the dodge, you're going to lose three health, but one time if you miss that one. So those are the kind of decisions you're making with every peril. There's always two options. One of them, the one, the easier one is almost always going to cost you time, but you've got to figure out with your dice pool what makes sense. Maybe the easier one isn't. Yeah. (laughs) So all of those things together, I don't know. I I think the mechanics on this are are great, especially for, I mean, again, for, for what they came up with for let's do, let's do a dungeon run. With a single deck of cards kind of thing. I want to say it's kind of elegant, but there's a certain frustration level that makes me not <laughs> say that. And not frustration in a bad way. Like you talked about, like, every point is a decision point. Just, it's, I don't, there's nothing I dislike about it, you know, in terms of the mechanics. But it's just, you know, after a while, it's like, do we need two force walls out? No, because this is two rooms we can't do now. Yep. Um there there's a pleasant frustration yeah 
And and there is no um there's no discarding of rooms until you go to another level. If you're going to descend to the next level, you get to clear the the floor. So you get to clear away all the rooms and start fresh. But if you don't get to that point, if you flip four cards and you say I don't want to do any of these four <laughs> cards, well guess what? You have to do one of those four cards eventually. You just and you just or killed scoop. a <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, start over. But you've killed a lot of time getting to the point to realize you got to kill some more time to actually encounter something you flipped over. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it, there's there's frustration, but it, it's it is good to me. It's good frustration mm-hmm. as well. It's like it's starting off a dungeon and trying to get through it and, and experience by the what time they hit the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like crap, crap. You know, God, it reminds me of what was it? Some of the some of like the Elder Scroll stuff or whatever, where there was like your starting point, and then you walked over, and there was like this cave of like level thirty, forty yeah. bandits or something like this that. This is where we're going to teach you to sneak. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's in this cave? Oh, I'm I'm never living again. <laughs> and sometimes that's what this is, right? You get that that bad first beat, like I said, force wall ogre. You know, it's like I don't have any dice yet. <laughs> Uh, all right. So mechanics, I enjoy in one deck dungeon. <laughs> the rules for one deck dungeon. The rules, like I said, is a 32 page rule book, smaller rule book. Obviously, like I said, we got a small box, so it's a smaller rule book. There is. It was eight and a half by 11. It would only be like four pages. Yeah. There is a, a, a bit of text here and here, here and there, but I think they've done a good job of breaking it up, especially where they kind of added in the here's the expansion kind of rules that break up some, some pages. There are a lot of great examples in here. I think it does a, a really good job. And there is a lot to kind of, there's a lot to kind of process for, I mean, it's, 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 once you get it, it's a fairly easy game to go through. And I mean, again, your base options are on your turn reference. You spend two, are you exploring or entering a room? You know, and then from there, what's your encounter doing? What kind of dice do you need? Uh, so that piece is pretty easy, but I think it, once you start getting into how you spend your dice and how to how to exchange your dice and all that kind of stuff, that's where the rule book comes in a bit more. Uh, claiming a card, okay, there's three sides of a card that I can claim, all that stuff, all these things that they had to kind of go into in the rule book, where I think it makes it a little possibly intimidating looking if you're first looking at it. I had the... I had to learn it. I learned it on the app. The app was frustrating because they didn't, you know, I didn't have this, but they did have like a read it kind of thing. So I finally went and read some of it. But for the most part, I think I did a lot of trial and error on the app to figure out. But reading the rule book was pretty decent. The only, this isn't even an issue with the rules and anything. I think the, the big problem that happened between with you and I was you and I were supposed to play this so long ago and we weren't able to. And then I didn't come back to the rule book mm-hmm. until we were getting ready to play it. So I had been playing the app again, which does so much for you that I was like, oh, wait, oh, and, oh, and, you know, kind of thing. So that I don't blame the rule book at all. That was just me not re-preparing from the first time we were going to play it to when we actually finally played it. So, I don't know, overall, what do you think of the rules? I mean, I know you didn't really look at the book much, but... I leafed through it, but I didn't give it a read, because, you know, 32 pages. Um, <laughs> no, I think the rules are, are pretty well done. In retrospect, you discovered that we'd made a couple mistakes, mm-hmm. but it was in small details that, in the situation that we made them, w- weren't making a we difference We might have anyways. got one or two more turns. Yeah. Tops. <laughs> But it wasn't anything that was going to put us over the top for the win. The rules go through everything that you need. 
You didn't have to refer to it a whole lot. You got me up and running. There were a couple things that I had to stare at you blankly until you <laughs> changed how you were saying things to make me understand. But I think that's a me thing, not a rules thing. But the book provided, even without the app, the, the app, the book provided, the rules provided, uh, I think gets you going out of the box. <laughs> you know, it tells you how to set up, tells you how to read the cards, tells you what a turn is. Tells you what to do in each turn. Tells you how to end the game. Well, it tells you how to each end each level and then end the game. Hopefully positively. But, you know, <laughs> so I think the rules are pretty good. So teachability for one deck dungeon. Again, I think if I would have come straight from this and us playing, I, I, I mean, I, I overall, I think the teachability is pretty solid. And again, it's one of the, it's a, it helps as well that if you are playing at the two player version or like I said, if you get to and play the four player version, it is co-op. So yeah. there's no, I'm not, I'm not hiding anything from you. You're not trying to not reveal something to me. So that definitely helps. And I think again, that the, the reference card, cause when you boil it down to its essence, to it's just what you do at a high level, there's not much really, nope. right? It's like, you, like I said, spend two cards. Are you exploring, throwing out, rooms or are you entering a room flipping a card over if you flip the card over are you rolling your dice or not <laughs> and placing them on the the appropriate place so at, at its base and what it is and, and the fact that it's a co-op and how quickly it can go once you start getting used to it i think it, the teachability is pretty high on this one yeah i didn't have any problems with it uh, well obviously because i said i had some blank stares but <laughs> once we got to language i understood Mm -hmm. you, you got me up and running pretty quickly. So replayability and how many times in a row would you play one deck dungeon? I'm going to say the replayability is really high. So our normal technically, <laughs> we'll go the, the technically, uh, you get five characters that you can choose from. So if you're playing it solo, there's five different ways, you know, five different abilities and stuff that you can start using. If you're playing with two people, you know, you, you still can mix and match pretty well there. Not only that, but the fact that it has a campaign mode that adds some additional things. The fact that it has, I think it, what is it? It's five different monsters in the base game as well. Five different boss monsters. The dungeon deck is always the, the same. It's the same cards, but how you shuffle it up, how time goes, you never know. I mean, I think the games we played that night, we still had a couple uh, uh, monsters that like we didn't see, like we didn't encounter. Yeah, so there was some stuff that I didn't see until I just started looking at the monster deck yeah. after a second. So there's there's enough there where it's it's going to have the replayability as well. So then on me playing it and replayability, I think the replayability is super high in this as well. I I uh I I already play this a lot, like I said on the app side. If I didn't have the app, I could see myself playing this. So, and I think I I think you and I talked about it the night we we were playing I mean, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game is one of the few games that I've had that I have played solo um, and, and enjoy playing solo. But this, I can get that same itch and feel with a lot less setup, a lot less. Oh, definitely. Um, so I could see myself pulling this out and playing solo if I really wanted to play a solo game. Like I said, right now, when I get that itch, it's the app. I mean, I, I have played a ton of the One Deck Dungeon app, so... Again, if I didn't have that, I could see myself potentially playing a ton of this. So I think it's it's pretty high. How many times in a row will I play? How much time do you have? I mean, seriously, I, I could sit and, and play this 
And I have, again, on the app side, over and over and over and over again. I, I've easily done five, seven games in a row or something like that on on the app. What do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with you there, especially if we were um, trying to campaign it out and do some like real character leveling and stuff like that. This is definitely something that, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem making this the evening, you know, mm-hmm. especially if we had another copy and get two more people involved and, you know, mm-hmm. good four person dungeon crawl. And I, I'm interested in checking that out because so am I. I actually, it almo- sounded really intriguing. I almost bought it before you guys came over on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I debated it except for, as you know, I, all my debates come back to I'm going on vacations. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the, the only debates. only thing that stopped me. But I was like, ah, I could get this before Sunday, and then we could try it four players with with Megan and Sarah. But no, so yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a well. I suppose there's a, a frustration cap if we got two three games in a row where we just got bad beats right off the bat, and it was clear, as with Pathfinder, when you do the math, <laughs> that you're not going to do well. That might tarnish it a bit, but assuming just average dice and an average group of people that I like, um, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem having this be, you know, the game of the evening. Yeah. So on, on the app side, cause I also bought like the expansion and there's a couple extra characters that you can get that are digital only. Mm-hmm. So I've got like two more characters than I think you can even get with buying it physical. But on the app side, it almost always, I'm, I've still only gone after the dragon. So I haven't tried any of the other car- other boss fights yet. And again, I play the hell out of that game. And it's mostly because I am playing the progression system. So I'm pumping up all the characters mm-hmm. along the way. So if I take like two more characters that have, haven't done the fights yet, I pump them up until they at least get one of like like those basic skills. Right. So again, what, five here, four, five there, two more. I mean, I've... We're talking like 11, 12 characters or so that I keep taking through the dungeon or through the dragon. Oh, does the app let you bring the poison forest into this one or into the, into this one? Yeah. What do you, uh, does the app have the forest forest? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You and, can, you can buy the expansion. Right. But you can bring them into either game or. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you could do that here too. We, we could have, oh, yeah, we could have used we talked the about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so again, I played it, but I, I, tend to at least myself somehow always happens i tend to have to play character sets especially if they haven't if i haven't leveled them yet i think it usually takes me two or three times against the dragon before i finally beat the dragon with those two with that set or whatever so it it what we did especially not doing progression felt about right like we we got there once and you know one you know that kind of thing we we were in the in the area of maybe beating the boss not no taking if, on the boss if we'd had those two potions that <laughs> yeah we, the sp- spending the potions early which we didn't really talk <laughs> a ton about potions but there's healing potions yeah there's there there's various potions that also yeah, either heal you or help you do get more dice or mitigate dice uh, it's the same same as kind of skills except for like one one time use and you collect so many potions as you go along. So yeah, it's that that frustration level. Like I said, when we played, that was about what I feel every time I like I said I have I've yet to go. Okay, I'm moving on from the dragon. <laughs> but again, I've played a ton of it, and I'm fine going against the dragon until you know I, I decide to move on. So definitely a lot of replayability. All right, 
So the theme for One Deck Dungeon, I'm, you know, we're old school RPGers, love our fantasy games. If if they're solid games and they have a fantasy theme on it, we're probably going to like it, or at least I'm going to like it. So I think the theme is great. And I think, again, the, the whole idea of the One Deck running a dungeon is great. And I think it, it comes off really well here. The thing that makes it thematically for me called One Deck Dungeon. That in and of itself doesn't say a whole lot. You're, you're in the dungeon. Okay. Right. There we go. What makes it is the card backs. Mm-hmm. They're doors. You're, you're actually in the dungeon kicking in doors. Yeah, busting down doors. That's What's what, on that's the other? what oh, makes it shit. for me. Close it. Close it. Oh, yeah. we can't. We busted it open. <laughs> it's a statue. It can't move. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's a nice little touch. The backs of the cards are, are just doors. I mean, it's not like, they didn't go with, here's our logo, and, you, you know, that kind of, it's like, they're doors. Mm-hmm. Do you want to open the door? <laughs> you know? They, they, Do you, you want to make that mistake? Yeah, you got that little GM <laughs> in, in the back of your head going, are you sure you want to open that door? Perception check. <laughs> so, yeah, it is It is a, a great little thing. And, again, you bust open, and, it, like I said, the the art on on it is is pretty small for... The dungeon cards. But it still gives but, you a good sense yeah, of what's there. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it's they put a lot of information that's done well. Actually, you know what it reminds me of? You know what those cards remind me of? You remember the original Bard's Tale trilogy mm-hmm. back on the PC? Actually, I played it back on the Commodore. But, you know, because you had <laughs> every encounter was the monster up in mm-hmm. the top right corner. And then your party information and the, and the text screen around it. Yep. And that's that's actually what it reminds me of. Old I can school. see that. Yeah, old school. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we. You have anything else you want to say about the theme? Good. Okay. Fun factors slash overall for one deck dungeon. So it's. I know it's a mystery what we think of this game at this point, but no, it's it's a very solid game. I, I'll. I avoided this one for a little bit just because of the one two player kind of thing, and I wasn't sure uh, about it. I started hearing some other people whose opinions I respect kind of say, this is a good game. And I'm like, oh, so not mine. No, no. <laughs> uh, started, saying, started kind of saying it was a good game and stuff. And then again, it, it happened to be kind of coincide with, I think the, the app went on sale, grabbed the app, paid the hell out of the app. And it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta see what the physics is. I mean, so there's on the app side, there's a lot of stuff that's handled for you, the time and your health and, auto spending your potions if you're about to die all that kind of stuff I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of auto handed for you which helps make it go a lot quicker but yeah once i got the physical version and started playing that a little bit i was like okay yeah you know and, it, and again is a, is a potential solo game and then i i talked to you about it i've never even at my most frustrated with the game i've never had a bad time with the game so i i definitely like the game i love this this has some very solid good pain points to make every card that you get the reward from you're gonna want all three almost i mean every once in a while there's like mm, okay i don't care about that skill as much and or, occasionally you will immediately regret yes, picking yes the wrong one yes that happened to you you're like nah and then that sh- that was like the exact one you should have picked no, the next let's encounter. throw this one down for experience yes. Oh, oh, this crap. is all blue dice, which that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love looking in a card and going, crap, I'm going to, 
am I going to make the right decision here? Because all of these, I want all of this right now. I want to level up because I want the extra potion and I want more skills and mm-hmm. I want the, you know, I want the the heroic dice and just, I, I love everything about that. So I, I don't, I can't think of anything that I think is a fault right now in this game. I would agree with you. I'm not going to say it's perfect. No. It's not a 10. <laughs> It's pretty damn close for me. I'll but say that. It's, it's incredibly enjoyable. If I was going to give it a number, it would definitely be higher than eight. No, I don't. There's nothing wrong with this game that just repetition doesn't fix. Because if you get a really bad beat, you know you're going to start another game and if we're playing the physical game in like a half hour. It, even at the physical game, which is much slower than the app, it's not a, it's not a slow game. Uh, yeah, it's definitely so not. it's mm-hmm. quick. It's enjoyable. It's, it's a theme that's right up my alley. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, I got no problems with agreeing with everything what you just said. <laughs> All right, there we go. So there is our game review for One Deck Dungeon from Asmati Games. And now we're going to go on to what we're watching. All right, so uh, I did finish Chambers. Mm-hmm. Had you, you already done that? No, I was I was almost done with it, I think, when we talked last. So I think I had like one or two episodes left. Because did you get a... Did you, tell sarah it's canceled or does she know? oh yeah that apparently was not to her when oh I brought okay that up. yeah it's a- yeah i know uh, <laughs> didn't get good ratings so yeah, I'm not yeah pe- people hated it yeah i i was i was in like the last episode or two i think when we recorded last luther we finished luther so that made megan happy <laughs> I, I i don't know i was kind of on the fences last the, this season it was i mean it was okay but i didn't enjoy it as much as i have enjoyed some of the past seasons of Luther. For whatever reason, we like just finished this and I was trying to put my list together. And for whatever reason, I could not remember. It was frustrating the hell out of me what we had just finished, which was Stranger Things. Yeah. I was like, I was so, I was getting just fr- like, I'm going to have to wait till Megan gets home. But what the hell did we just finish? Like, we just finished watching, like, you know, because you were over like yep. the night we had like our last episode or whatever. Uh, so yeah, we finished Stranger Things. I've always been kind of neutral to Stranger Things. I I don't have the hype that a lot of people do on it. So I thought it, I thought it was okay. And again, I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. Megan thought this was the best season. Like this was her favorite season of the three. She said, "I don't know if it's the best, but I think it's better." Um, I like all three seasons equally, equally but differently. Um, <laughs> because each each season has given you something different in terms of characters mm-hmm. and. What I liked about this one was the role reversal. Like in fir- in first season, Winona Ryder was mm. crazy, a little mm-hmm, bit out there, mm-hmm. a little bit toxic to the people around her, a little bit, you know, messed up. And in season two, a- and Hopper was the balancing force. Mm-hmm. In season two, they're both kind of sane. And then now this season, she's the balancing force. She's keeping Hopper on track and Hopper's all <laughs> hopped up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, He's a little bit toxic to everybody around her, not having a good relationship with Elle, not having a good relationship with, uh, with Winona Ryder. Um, you know, so that, I like that, uh, role reversal from first season to third. Uh, I was surprised that it was only eight apps. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that going yeah. in. So we got to the eighth app and I'm like, this is going to be a really messed up last two or three apps because they're dealing with a lot of <laughs> stuff here. What are they, gonna, whatever they shoehorn in here is, well, it's just going to feel shoehorn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. My uh, favorite scene of of the show of season three, which is not a spoiler, it's just a cute little scene, 
was the uh, My Little Pony scene mm-hmm. where he's telling the little girl why My Little Pony is a nerd. It was is is nerd uh, yeah. media, and uh, she's like, "Welcome, you know so much about My Little Pony because I'm a nerd." <laughs> Sarah was looking at me through that whole scene. <laughs> The the thing I liked about it most in terms of the various throwbacks they they did, Jazzercise, mm. and um <laughs> the Terminator Die Hard little crossover mm-hmm. moment there that uh, yeah that that was a couple couple times Megan's like okay that was a little too Terminator yeah yeah <laughs> couple times yeah all right then I, I uh, finished a show called Trinkets on Netflix probably haven't seen that one I must I have not. It's basically about these, it centers around these three girls that basically go to like stealing anonymous, their kleptos and. Oh, I think I might've seen that go across my feed and yeah. it, didn't, it didn't pull me in. Uh, I decided. The, the blurb anyways. Yeah, I, I decided to watch it. It was, it was pretty decent. I, I enjoyed it as a show. I, if they do a second season, I'll definitely watch it. It was some interesting kind of crossing in between like these three kind of becoming friends. You know, it's like the new girl that you know that now goes to the school and then the popular girl and then the that the other girl used the two of them used to be friends before she became popular you know so it's 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 a bunch of the tropes but interweaved in with them being kleptos and going to sa and and all this stuff so uh, i enjoyed it it was worth the watch and i'm finally getting back to uh the chilling adventures of sabrina hmm. so the second second half of the season or whatever i kind of left it go for so i'm only like I think two episodes in or whatever right now. But so this is where she's on more of the dark side, uh, exploring her dark side versus the first half of the season. So, so far I'm enjoying it again. It's a campy little show, but also clearly, you know, a lot more, a lot more, uh, I don't want to say real or reality, but you know, versus the, the comedy of the old, it's a lot more dark. Yeah. So I think that also got canceled. Did it? I thought so. They just seem to be getting really strict on oh, yeah. the things that they're putting their money against. Yeah, which is interesting because they've gotten rid they've gotten rid of a lot of stuff that they should have kept along the way too. So it's getting to a point where it's I like, mean these kids are gonna age out of Stranger Things <laughs> oh, in yeah. like one more season if they, they like for it. <laughs> almost already they're seniors have. in high school yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's probably why they're doing the no, never mind. I, I don't wanna that, that's end of the episode, but or end of the season. But um yeah, so it's getting to a point where it's I watch things that just kind of catch my eye, but I I'm not necessarily looking for something that I'm going to be continuing watch because it's kind of hard to be like, "Ooh, let me get into this show now." Which is their catch 22 then. Yes. So you cancel all the things that people really like and are doing well for you. I mean, they, you know, some of the things make sense uh cuz they did cast this ridiculously wide net. Yeah. <laughs> early yeah. on. But they had some some good hits, and like right now, one of the few ones is Stranger Things that they're kind of holding on to, and almost everything else is like, eh, nah, we got Stranger Things. <laughs> you know? Well, it's kind of like what it seems like. That's going to bring in a one, well, at, at ADAPs, it shouldn't be any more than a one-month influx. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to pay for that one month, because you can do that in a weekend, you know, without getting the Netflix shame, I'm still watching. <laughs> but when they... uh and, and even the stuff they curate, they, or they don't seem to be actively curating stuff from other, from other countries right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it took them things like a year, year and a half for dark between seasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. And rain. And I'm, I'm sure some of that is production in the home country too, 
but and then wait just like netflix does here the rest of the world can get it on netflix but you gotta go watch star trek discovery on cbs you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's just i don't know that they're making bad decisions because i don't know what their whole decision making process is but they just seem to be more active with the acts than Mm -hmm. i think but you know at at one i i think was needed but i don't it doesn't feel like they're being selective about it, really. No, it's it just seems like, oh, they're done, so mm-hmm. they're done. All right. Let's continue. You're oh, watching. my. Yes. <laughs> well, we mentioned uh, Stranger Things. Started watching Babylon 5. <laughs> and enough people told me that it was better than the preview looked, so I started watching Killing Eve. And I'm, for the most part, not regretting really enjoying the first season i got one app left yep megan's really into killing eve i haven't really watched it i know she's said i should i've watched see she usually watches it like while i'm editing or something so i only i get the glimpse mm-hmm. and like hear half of it because i've got my attention on whatever episode i'm editing whatever podcast i'm editing or whatever so i've never sat down and like watched a full episode straight through <laughs> Is that all for you that's all okay what we're reading Slash listening to. I've only got a couple things here. Finished two books this week. T. Matt's Wrath, the eighth book in The Expanse. Yay. Good job, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I'm just reading it because I know there's only one more book. Yep. Don't have a release date for the next book. But these last two books has just been, you could have just told the same story with different characters. Because the problem I have is all the voices are the same. You know, the characters, the characters haven't changed. But the universe has, and the universe changed like 30 years. You know, this would have been a better time to introduce more new characters than he did. So it just seems like he's writing the second story that, to my mind, would have been better served having new characters rather than trying to make the story fit around what the original character or what the current characters do. It's just intriguing enough that I keep going. But by the time uh, I knew the name of the book two hours ago, and now I don't. But anyways, <laughs> by the time the next book comes out, I'm like, you're going to have to have some serious, like, a serious turnaround for this to a series to end as well as it started to my mind. And I don't think it's going to. I mean, I keep buying them, keep reading them, <laughs> keep enjoying them enough that I keep going to the next one despite my misgivings. But I just feel like it's started at a five and it's somewhere <laughs> down around a two and a half two right now and i really hope it just ends at a three and not a one um and then i also finished alphabet squadron the star wars book that i was uh tempted into buying and it actually was not bad wasn't wasn't excellent anything that's going to be written that satisfies both lucasfilm and disney is not going to be earth-shaking and i've talked about this before in terms of writers going in and writing licensed material you got too much editorial to write really, really good stuff. But it was enjoyable enough. The characters were not particularly deep, but it laid a footprint so that maybe in book two and three, everybody can get a bit more depth. Because this book was really, I'm not going to say ham-handed, but there was too much exposition to lay out geography or to lay out history. To It's like, this is this is not a textbook. It's a novel, people. <laughs> let's remember that. Not a, not a whole lot of it, but just enough to be personally annoying to me. But I got through it. It was okay. An unexpected hook for the next book. And, uh, I'll be getting that when that comes out too. I like this enough, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my fifth Star Wars book 
<laughs> in five years. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what I've been finishing. All right. I've got uh, two things that I'm just lumping into general categories versus specific titles or anything. Because, as you know, I've been upping my reading game. So, um, several children's books. Yes. <laughs> and you've seen them. as There's even one where we can touch the dragon and different shapes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, going on vacation soon as we kind of alluded to earlier. And, uh, for my granddaughter, uh, I am recording me reading a bunch of children's books so that she will have that. Uh, so that's kind of one of the gifts I'm bringing with. So I've got five or six children's books that I'm recording for, um, and gonna do a little production on, you know, the whole sound to flip the page thing and all that good stuff but so yeah i'm gonna i'm doing that right now and then the other side of the, the flip side of that so my heavier reading right now is um i got a i'm reading through a bunch of uh game design specific books right now i'm kind of flipping between like four or five of them so it's, i don't have one specific one i'm staying on right now but as one maybe catches my eye more than another one or something like that i'll talk about it on the podcast otherwise uh, if somebody wants to know, just go ahead and reach out, let me know, and I'll, uh, give you some titles that I think are decent to read for game design. And that's, that's what I've been spending my reading time on. What we're playing. So should we just say it in unison or? Okay, sure. <laughs> we have. Well, now let's just do the list and see how we order it. Uh huh. Did you, or did, I did not. What? Did I? No, I don't know. I did not order them in the order we played them. No, nor did I, I don't <laughs> okay. think. But I put okay, I put Villainous first. I put Sushi Dice first. Okay. I put Villainous second. I put Pandemic Legacy second. Pandemic was my third. Okay. So my third was Cryptid. Oh, Cryptid is my last. Oh. <laughs> so uh, This is not a reflection of any of the games. No. So we're not going to... We've talked a little bit about... You know, we we're switching off between Pandemic Legacy and Gloomhaven on our uh, game nights um, when we can all get together. So that one we talked a little bit about. I don't know if we'll really be reviewing that one. I because mean, fun guys. Check yeah, it out. it's 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 a, it's a good game. I mean, we've we've talked about Pandemic. We've talked about Pandemic: The Cure. We definitely don't want to get into a review where we might give something away, obviously, because the I'll legacy is a pandemic yeah. podcast, the, the legacy side of things. But we're, we're enjoying that one. We're having a good time with that one. We're keeping up our wonderful lose one, win one streak. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but we the, asked the dumb question that, and, <laughs> and I regretted it as soon as I said it. I don't know why it was this hard last time. <laughs> thus ensuring yeah march first go through kicked our ass again <laughs> uh the other games uh villainous cryptid and oh just those two because we've already talked about sushi days uh villainous and cryptid we actually do plan on reviewing at some point so we won't talk a, a bunch about those right now so uh but we have been playing those the only other thing i had of course is when we were talking earlier tonight you know i've sort of dipped my toe a little bit back into sea of thieves but i haven't played a lot of it lately a lot has changed with that game uh so it's going to be interesting kind of going forward if myself and or megan if we both kind of get back into it because she like oh you played that the other day we should really play kind of that's funny you mentioned that because i had fired up divinity original sin hmm. that was like 
a humble bundle or on sale or something. It was inexpensive, like a year and a half ago, and I'm like, I'll get that. And if hard drives had dust, it gathered <laughs> dust. And then I was cleaning space up on my drive, and I was like, oh, yeah, paid a few bucks for that. I should probably actually install it at least, you know. <laughs> It's a solid little RPG. I'm only, I don't know, I'm only like two hours in. I have only just reached the first set of non-scripted things that happen where they finally let me <laughs> off the leash and I'm really playing the game now. Yeah. Someday I, I keep thinking now I need to go back to Days Gone. <laughs> the damn bike. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's another episode of All Us Geeks in the Books. With that, thanks for hanging out with us. And I'm Jeff King. And I am the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network Family Member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find the Game Crafter Official Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to the tabletop game print on demand company, The Game Crafter, and its growing community. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. Toast.